Welcome to Cancer for Breakfast with Amy and Steph. I'm Amy. And I'm Steph. try to make cancer for breakfast safe and comfortable for everyone, it may not be suitable for all audiences and is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors. We didn't even go to podcasting school. You just came from therapy and I just came from being in the car for five hours. Yeah, this is bound to be. This is going to be on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. How's it going? It is going gangbusters. It's the summertime and I feel like we both just have these like alternating vacations that keep happening. I know. I know. I went on vacation just for the weekend with my best friend of like 20 plus years not like her cancer bestie so like don't get weird that she's (laughs) talking about somebody else it's totally cool um go on and by the way i'm not jealous we processed this you and me beforehand (laughs) we there's lots of care on both sides um yeah so i went on this little vacation my best friend lives in Sacramento. And so she and I met up in Astoria, Oregon, and also in Seaview, Washington, where we stayed at the cutest little place called the Southwester Lodge. It's the best. This is not sponsored content. We just both love it there. It is the best place ever. They have like Airstream trailers and big You explain it. They have like a finished sauna. They've got this cute little like healing shack. They have a VHS library. They have records that you can take to your room. It's amazing. It's right on the beach. It's so cool. Yes. We stayed in the lodge and we had the balcony room and a woman played music at night. And so we Mm -hmm. had this like perfect view of the little stage And the reason that I bring this up is because it's the first, like, real trip that I've taken with somebody that's not my family um, Mm -hmm. since being diagnosed. And it was so perfect because my friend Tara that I went with, like, we're so compatible as far as Mm -hmm. our speed and, like, what we like to do. I was just thinking the whole time because I was like really extra tired and that kind of took me by surprise. I was thinking I was going to be like in vacation mode and raring to go and I just totally wasn't. Yeah. And it was so cool because she was like, let's go to the beach for like an hour (laughs) and like then we can come home and hang out for a bit. And like she was just so easy to be with. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it would have been a much different kind of trip if my friend that I was there with was somebody who was like, let's get up at 6 a.m. and go on a hike and then we'll Mm -hmm. do this and then we'll do that. But do you feel like that's how you normally are on a trip? 
that's not how I normally am, but I would be game for it, right. you know, usually. But I just could not make that happen right now. Do you think it's the medication or do you think it's just the emotional toll that you have been under or a combination of both? It's totally just the medication. I mean, like, yeah. I feel really tired a lot of the time. And I like, just frankly, I need to have a bathroom nearby a lot. Mm-hmm. So... It was just really, really nice to be with somebody who has a slower pace and who didn't make me feel bad for being tired. Totally. That is the best kind of travel partner where yes, it's just about you two having time together more than like what you're doing together. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely not about like seeing the sights and the Southwester is just like such a great place to go and relax. Just a really special spot. Dreamy. It is. And we posted on Instagram. They have this beautiful little... A frame healing shack that, you know, like old me would have been like, oh my God, this is so cheesy. But cancer Stephanie was like, can you give me a minute? I'm just going to like sit in this little healing shack and see if it takes. I will take anything I can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I hope it did yeah, take. It was wonderful. Okay. So listen, we got so much to talk about. Oh my God. Our friends and listeners came through for us in such a major way when we put out the call for stories. And also, the stories are on the subject of when have you pulled the cancer card? And Steph, I don't know if you saw in our Instagram uh, messages, but Oh, You're So Tough is actually mailing us our own actual physical cancer cards that she makes, you know, because you could buy them. Yes. From her store. So she she wrote us and they're in the mail. Oh, my God. So we'll post them on our Instagram when we get them. I'm going to carry that baby everywhere I go. I know. I told her I can't wait to start using this. (laughs) Right. I feel like people will really be taken aback in the best way. It's just going to like fall out of my purse at Macy's. Oh, pardon me. And I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was my Macy's <laughs> card. Uh, no, but we did ask you, the listener, to send us times when you abused the cancer card. And we have a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Should we just like jump right into them? Just fuck it, man. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking today how there was an episode a few episodes ago where I said the F word like 40 times and I didn't even realize it. Like listening back stuff, you don't cuss at all. And the whole episode is me just being like, I mean, fucking blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Jesus, it's just, you know, it really does sound so harsh when someone's just repeating it constantly, you know. Sometimes we get fired up. We do. But... I was thinking, you know, we always do the warning. We have to pick if it's explicit or not when you're yeah. the podcast out. And we're always, you know, it, it just it always, always is. is. Yep. Um, but then I was like, it's not like anyone is like listening to a cancer podcast in front of their seven year old. <laughs> like it, it's probably OK. You know, like it's just like what is actually more offensive than the word fuck is like talking openly about the horrors of cancer like that to me is like way more like explicit (laughs) like absolutely (laughs) it's true but yeah sorry if anybody is harshed out by that (laughs) by your swears i don't think so i feel like our friends know i mean i feel like normally it's an appropriate balance and and it's fine but (laughs) the whatever that episode was a few episodes ago i was just like 
Jesus lady, like, do you, do you know any other words? Like, (laughs) I was offending myself. All right. So (laughs) let's see these letters. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? What do you want? Cancer card. I would love for you to start. I thought you'd never ask. Um, Okay. So here we go. Taylor says, has she ever used the cancer card? She says, yes. I work in retail because, let's face it, my medical bills are fucking expensive. Taylor, with the language. <laughs> we just we just went over. Also, I have thyroid cancer, so I look quote unquote normal. A customer who wasn't wearing a mask kept bitching and complaining about me wearing mine and how she couldn't hear me and how pretty I would look without my mask, etc. She asked me to take it down, and when I said no, she demanded to know why. That's horrible customer service. I looked at her dead in the eyes and said, I will not take my mask off because I have thyroid cancer. She looked like she was about to shit herself. Love, (laughs) karma. (laughs) Oh, man. Take that. That woman. Oh, you would look pretty without your mask. Oh, I would love just to look pretty for you, customer. Yeah, just here to serve, customer. God dang it. I hate this woman. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Right? It's so inappropriate. Of, yeah. Like, come on. Who gives a shit? If somebody else is wearing a mask, who is it hurting? Yeah, whether you have cancer or not, just wear a fucking mask. Anyway... Anyway. The next one, <laughs> um, a listener says, I used it to get out of an awkward date. Ooh. Yes. I was actually fine health-wise, and my cancer had nothing to do with it, but he wouldn't leave my house, so I blamed my cancer. Nice. I told him I wasn't comfortable with my body when I really just didn't want him to touch me. <laughs> I felt no connection, and he was a bad kisser. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I have a giant scar down the front of me that I'll happily show to anyone. (laughs) Yes. Just not him. That is so funny. Perfect. I love it. I know. But also, Jesus, guy, take a fucking hint. I know. God. I just imagine her. It's like two in the morning. She's like, um... (laughs) I have cancer. Can you leave me? I'm really tired because I have cancer. And (laughs) I just am really uncomfortable with my scars. (laughs) anyway thanks so much it's been great goodbye good for you good for you right Mm -hmm. okay so somebody that wrote us saying i used it to get a free drink at a bar bartender was like you look really happy what's good i said my last chemo is on thursday Free $14 drink at a tourist trap. Yes. <laughs> and that, my friend, is a good bartender. Seriously. You know? Good job. Excellent. Excellent use of the cancer card. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty discreet one, too. What do you mean? I mean, like, the bartender asked. Right. And she wasn't expecting it. She's just yeah, she was stating a fact. See. She saw the in, she took it, voila. I'm sure she would have been happy with a high five from the bartender as well, you know? But what she ended up getting was a pile of gold. Those $14 drinks, man. I live in in the middle of nowhere, so a $14 drink better be (laughs) fucking amazing. It doesn't exist. (laughs) Not here. Not in Mount Vernon, Washington. Well, 
man, it sounds like that's a opportunity for a business for you. People are probably just like screaming to get those expensive cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up to Mount Vernon. We'd love to have your craft drinks. <laughs> um, another listener says, I feel like I used it a lot. And I believe everyone should mm-hmm. during treatment retroactively after you get diagnosed and realized all that shit was actually you being sick in at least a year post all clear. Oh, so now we have the rule in place. Yeah, we've got like etiquette for the timeline. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, I'm glad we've cleared that up. So retroactively before diagnosis to a year past treatment if you get to be done with treatment that is of course yeah well shit so i've just expired because i just did a treatment a year ago who yeah i don't know about that i mean i mean it's a delicate balance i probably should expire that's fine not like expire but not (laughs) i don't i don't mean it like that please do not expire (laughs) what did you hear on cans for breakfast amy's expired (laughs) that's terrible i do think there are like different places where you can use the cancer card like oh yeah yes maybe at the bar a year post-treatment oh come on your card expires but if you're calling why are you so happy i finished treatment a year ago in june 18th (laughs) or maybe it was july i don't remember because it was so long ago (laughs) of last year i actually in one of my groups just today in fact a gal was like I was trying to get to my appointment. I thought it was at 10 o'clock. It turned out to be at 945. They wouldn't see me. This was like a follow-up cancer appointment. Mm -hmm. And she was freaking out. She said she started crying and they wouldn't let her have her appointment. And I feel like this is the time when you pull the cancer card. When you say, like, I had cancer. I'm traumatized. I was fucking 15 minutes late. Give me a break, man. But wait, the appointment was a cancer appointment? It was a cancer appointment. You can't pull the cancer card for a cancer appointment. All they see, they don't give a shit. You're just, to them, at that point, you're just, they they treat you like you're just a person. Right? It's disgusting. (laughs) You're not a normal person. You're a cancer person. What? I'm supposed to feel sorry for you because you have cancer? Look at the waiting room. All these people do. That's what like Shirley at the front desk says. That poor, poor person. But seriously, I mean, I feel like once you've had cancer, you get to just perpetually pull the cancer card at doctor's appointments. Well, for at least a year. Plus, in my opinion. All right. I have another one. Oh, this is actually from Oh, You're So Tough, our girl Chelsea. Chelsea. She says, here's my tea. Probably more, but this is all I can remember. Oh, I asked her if she'd ever used it. And she said, probably more times, but this is all I can remember. Recently was pulled over for making an illegal right turn. Woo, rule breaker. (laughs) I hand the guy my license and I said, listen. I really don't want to be this person, but I will. I've had cancer twice and I have a shit ton of medical bills. Is there any Mm -hmm. possible way I could not get this ticket? That would really be amazing. And I didn't. Yes. Woo. (laughs) What's funny is there was one other person that wrote us saying that exact same story, but hers was a speeding ticket that she got out of for basically saying the same thing with some tears involved, too. Yeah. I mean, come on. An illegal right turn? I mean, aren't all right turns legal? <laughs> in in my world. 
If you do it right, Chelsea, what's wrong with you? I am really glad that cop had some empathy. Me too. And still, I'm I'm not giving that cop the benefit of the doubt, but. <laughs> oh, my God. I just I didn't realize how painful that was for Steph to say something kind about a cop. Sorry. Oh, God. I, I dug deep. Okay. I dug deep. Moving right along. Brooke. Our friend Brooke <laughs> is a listener. Oh, she Brooke. wrote in to say, sometimes people beat you to the punch. Ooh. Like if we are deciding on what to do or if I suggest something else or even work related things, her friends say, oh, come on. She's got cancer. She doesn't need to do that. <laughs> or let her decide. She's got cancer. Yes. Sometimes it's not so blatant, but I know what they mean. They mean well, and it's in good fun. And sometimes it's things these people would know that I hate doing. And most times they know I would never say otherwise. I hate using the cancer card only because I hate attention. And a lot of attention I get lately is cancer related. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I get that. That's that's pretty cool of your friends to step up and like intuit the things that you don't want to do. Yeah. They're protecting you. Yeah. Which is nice. Way to go, buddies. Um, Zara says that she got free concert tickets and you know I had to follow up and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell me more, how, what, when. And she didn't, actually didn't give me enough details, but she told me it was to the Gov's Ball, which both Steph and I were like. Like the, the gov- po- like, political governor's ball? Like you are just like writing to the mayor of your town <laughs> saying, I don't want to ask the governor, so I'm coming to you, mayor, directly. Um, no, but. I was like, this sounds like it's a festival. And it sure as shit, it's a festival in New York City. It sounds pretty fucking rad. You are in for a treat, girl, this September. Billie Eilish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aesop Rocky, Megan the Stallion, Portugal the Man, who one of my best friends is in that band. He's the dude in the wheelchair. Um, yes. Eric, he's my fave. So if you see him... Give him a hug. Clap extra, Zara. Um, Clap extra. Big Thief. You're going to have so much fun. Big Thief is... Have we talked about my Big Thief thing? Yes. We have. It was one of the earlier episodes, but briefly, because I actually have one more thing to tell you about that story, if you will just briefly just say it for anyone who hasn't listened to it. Yeah. So, like, every time I get scanned, they ask, um, at least at my cancer center, and I think at most of them, they ask what kind of music you want to listen to or, like, if you have a specific band or whatever. And I always listen to the same song. It's the song by Big Thief called Not. I listen to it on repeat. And uh, the first time I asked for this, the tech misheard me and they put on Big Keef, the mm-hmm. rapper. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different vibe. Um, and we, we all had a good laugh. I do also like Big Keef. So I was on a plane with a friend of mine who happens to master records for a living. And um, I was asking her what records she's been working on recently. And she, so she said she had been working on Big Keef. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, listen, I don't know what the rules are for like test pressings and stuff. But like if there's any possible way I could get a big Keith test pressing from you to send to my friend Steph, who I do the podcast with, because there's this big inside joke about big Keith versus big thief and da da da. And, um, and she was like, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you like got me some big Keith music, cause like 
I, I don't think I could do that, but like if you got me some music of Big Keefs that was already out, I could like do it on a test pressing if or whatever. And then um somehow I was like, wait, are you not doing Big Keef? And she's like, no, I'm doing Big Thief. <laughs> and so we had the same fucking thing happen. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Oh man, that's anyway. a good one. But you're not going to get the test pressing, so sorry. Damn it, that's all right. But I did try. But someday, maybe at my funeral, <laughs> Big Keith and Big Thief will both play. <laughs> well, a long time from now. Don't I was going to say something really bad, which was they will both probably be dead by then. <laughs> but you never know; shit happens. <laughs> Okay, so Amy Rollo says, oh, wait, no, it's your turn. It's my turn. Don't take Amy Rollo away from Please, me. I would never take Amy Rollo from you. That's our girl. She's wonderful. We've read letters from her before. This is also near and dear to my heart for reasons that will become apparent. She says, I was in Seattle for the new patient breast cancer clinic at SCCA. Know it. Love it. Spent all day there and went to check into the hotel. When the receptionist asked how my day was going, I replied, well, I just spent all day at the hospital because I have cancer. So if you'd like to upgrade my room, I wouldn't be mad about it. She said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Yes, I will definitely upgrade your room. Ooh. Um, shout out to we followed up to ask her what the hotel was. Mm-hmm. The Graduate Hotel in Seattle. Way to go, guys. Yell it loud. Also got a free coffee that morning at one of those roadside drive through coffee stands. The girl asked if we had fun plans for the day. I responded that I was on the way to SCCA. She refused to take my money, and then I noticed they had a whole list of pink coffee options, and the profits all went to SCCA for breast cancer. It was October. I have to say, I love this coffee stand for donating directly to SCCA instead of, like, fucking... Coleman Foundation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, anyway, Amy wrapped it up by saying, I've learned to use the card sparingly because it's effective. Oh, thank you, Amy Rollo and everybody who sent those in. That was so awesome. Um, if you would like to write in, I think the next thing we're gonna read folks' thoughts on is stuff you wish you would have known upon being diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we're going to do two episodes for that one. I think we're going to do one aimed at the early stagers, quote unquote, meaning if you get to get out of treatment, hopefully. Yeah. And then one aimed at folks that lifers are lifers, whether that means you were early stage and then became metastatic or were diagnosed right off the booty. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, but I was going to say about Amy Rolla's letter. I love when people are just so kind in that way. Like, you know, yes, she did mention it. And same with like the free drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they're like asking for anything. Yeah. And I found like when I was going through treatment, when people would be really kind to me who maybe didn't even know I was going through treatment, like before I'd lost my hair, it felt so different than when people were kind to me when I was just quote unquote normal. Like I was at trader joe's one time of of all places mm-hmm. and i still had my hair and i had just bought a bag of groceries it's like no big deal but i was really you know like at that point i mean i was probably two months into the whole thing and probably yeah. a few weeks out of my surgery and i was just 
everything you're thinking is about cancer, cancer. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh my God. What the fuck? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. What are we about to find out at this next appointment? You know? Yeah. But I am very good at playing it cool and you know, like I like to say, I like to be very in control of my spiraling. So I didn't make it obvious. I'm yeah. just being a normal person shopping. And then I, the guy who was checking me out, he rang up my baguette I was buying because I'm very classy and I, I commonly <laughs> buy baguettes from Trader Joe's, Amy. Okay. Okay. Jesus. You live in Portland. Isn't there a nice local bakery? <laughs> Listen, I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's been a year. I can't say that. Okay. But anyway, um, because it was a shitty baguette from Trader Joe's, you guys actually don't buy, buy baguettes somewhere better. But there was like condensation. Condensation. <laughs> what am I like? Condensation. <laughs> How many syllables? <laughs> um, because I don't know. They like freeze them. And, and I don't know. But there was like wetness on the bottom of part of it. And he was like, oh, no, do you want another baguette? And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Because I was just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, whatever, you know, you're not going to make this baguette any better. You're like, excuse me, I'm just going to sit in front of the TV eating this baguette and crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have cancer. No, um, I didn't say that. I just said, no, it's fine. And don't worry about it, you know. And then he's just like, no, we can't have you having a baguette that has condensation. No. And then he just like grabbed one of his coworkers and was like please go grab her new one we can't have her having like bread that isn't good and i was like no really really it's okay and then like some dude like ran and grabbed me a new bread and then he gave it to me the register guy and he was like also he was european i'm not trying to like Ooh. make this any cuter than it has to be but yes. the accent and his he was so kind and he was just like here like just have a really good night okay and i was like and I wanted to actually pull the different kind of cancer card where then you say, you don't know how nice it is. It's I have cancer. And I, but I wanted to say that. And then I just didn't. I just was like, thank you. But there was something about having someone be so thoughtful and kind to me who didn't know in a time where I was having just such a hard time. Mm -hmm. But nobody knew I was having a hard time. Yeah. It just made me just feel like that thing of like, just be fucking nice to people. Just be fucking nice to people all the time. Yeah. Like you have no idea if the person wearing a mask at her retail job has something else going on. Don't be a fucking dick to her, you know, like just be nice. to people. Absolutely. I have had so many random jobs in my life and I hate working. Like, I will be totally honest with you. I am a lazy, lazy person who does not like to have a job. That's a true fact about me. You know, you don't seem lazy on this podcast because you were on it. You're very wonderful to work with. I enjoy working <laughs> with you and I won't let you say stuff like that about yourself. Well, thank you. But I will say the only thing that I have ever liked about having a normal quote unquote job is those times when you can do something for somebody that's nice, you know, like using your own perks. I used to, oh, totally. my very favorite thing, I a long time ago used to work at a laundromat. And um, I still dearly love a laundromat. Once mm -hmm. upon a time, I had this vision that I was going to own a laundromat and it was going to be a combination laundromat and um, matchmaking service. Oh, my God. That dream has sadly died. But nonetheless, I love a laundromat. If we have any investors listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's 
Street. Mention your cancer. Come on, in your pitch. Mention your cancer stuff. I'll write a grant for this. Um, but my very favorite thing to do when I worked at the laundromat was to see the people who come in, like, you know, sweating with their, like, kids and, like, their tons of baskets and everything's, like, disorganized and they're, like, scrapping mm-hmm. for their quarters and... I had these controls behind the counter because people would constantly be like, the machine ain't my money. The machine ain't my money or whatever. And I'd have to like Mm -hmm. issue a refund. And my favorite thing to do was to watch them come up to the uh, coin slot with their quarters. And I could press the button and make the uh, total number of quarters they had to put in go down. And so it would be like, Oh my God. 12, 11, 10, just with them standing there with their quarter poised at the ready. And I would just make it go down Aww. to zero. And then they would like look around like, what just happened? Was that like, <laughs> was that just like luck or like, am I stealing? Is God making up for the fact that I have cancer? <laughs> and like, but you couldn't hear their thoughts. So you didn't know you were actually helping a cancer patient. I won't say then. that I hope. Some of them had cancer. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty shitty. <laughs> but if they, they did, did, you made their day. That's right. That's nice of you. You've always had such a kind heart. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> Perhaps it's a cancer risk factor. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, can I actually read one letter you don't know I'm about to read, Steph? This is... A little surprise letter, actually. I love a surprise. Actually, I hate surprises, but I will allow it. Yes. All right. I kind of I wanted to wait to read this letter so we could talk about it a little bit more. Maybe we will talk about this person a little bit more in another episode. But because of the context of it, I did want to read it just to for the awareness factor of it. Yeah. Uh, Cancer for breakfast, dear Amy and Steph. Um, she did misspell your name, but please do not hold this against this woman. It's with Okay. I want to thank you for the rats that keeps me up to date, specifically the one that dealt with the COVID vaccine's ineffectiveness for blood cancer patients. I am a CLL patient and CLL is chronic lymphocytic leukemia who received my two Moderna vaccines and was enjoying my newfound freedom when I got this info. Yikes, I called my doctors and had an antibody test that revealed I have no immunity. Ah! Not sure what I will do next, but I sure won't be exposing myself to anyone else or be avoiding masks. I am a big fan of your clever and informative podcast, and I am Amy's mom. (gasps) Margaret Dial. Oh my God. So, yeah, my mom has a blood cancer that she's had for like 15 years and it's so slow growing. But, anyways, so she'd heard that rats stuff oh that you God. did. And so she asked her doctor about it because I don't remember what episode it was, but we can put a link to it in the show notes. Or let's just put a link to the study. Yeah. About blood cancers, how. They are showing that the freaking immunity is not being. Well, how do I speak? <laughs> immunity is not being. You don't have immunity achieved. 
<laughs> you don't get no immunity after that them vaccines but yeah so i'm glad and so i wanted to thank you stuff for that because like even going to visit my family on this trip my mom just found this out a few days ago and it was like should we still come because we just had like a little birthday party for josie but it was outside and we're still very careful but like jesus like we don't want to expose her and just to let you know, like her partner, Greg, know when he goes to the grocery store, even if it's a no mask situation, yeah. like don't fuck around, put the mask on because you live with someone who's super immune compromised, you know. So anyways, so thank you, oh, Steph. Well, that warms my cold little heart. Yeah. And if anyone listening has a blood cancer, just ask your doctor if you can get that immunity test, you know, just yeah. know what you're dealing with up in here. Speaking of cold little hearts and rats, do you have a new rats for us? I sure do. Will this one save lives like yours might have just done for my mother? It just might. development and it's about glioblastoma which i feel like as cancer people know is one of the nastiest ass cancers that you can get tell us what it is it's a bitch of a brain cancer okay go on so glioblastoma has a very very poor survival rate your longevity is super short I'm sorry if I'm triggering anybody with that statement. Mm -hmm. I know. I hate it. But but true facts, glioblastoma sucks. But I bet what you're about to tell us is really going to make us feel better about something. It is. Okay. So keep listening. So Houston Methodist, um, the hospital. Houston, we have a problem. It's neoblastomas. You know, there are these like. Cool hospitals all around the country doing research, making it happen. I got this info from HoustonMethodist.org and also from Science Daily. This is new info as of July, like, 22nd. Boom. So, neurosurgery researchers at Houston Methodist Neurological Institute have used magnetic devices to shrink glioblastoma tumors and basically what they've done is manufactured something that looks very much like a beer hat do you know what i'm talking about what the fuck is a beer hat no oh like it's like a helmet and they're like drink out of contraptions that hold your beers like straw there's a straw and you drink the beers sounds like something a, a real asshole would wear right well, in this case, it's an asshole with glioblastoma. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing it's not beer. And it's not beer. Um, just kidding. You're not an asshole if you use this innovation. No, no. But if you do wear that helmet at a baseball game, you are. For sure. Could we just agree on that? <laughs> just come on, throw me a bone here. <laughs> okay, so looks like a beer hat is absolutely not a beer hat. 
But what it is, is an oscillating magnetic field generating helmet. Whoa. So. Whoever invented this, I just cannot imagine like their mother being like, oh, what? what's my daughter doing? Oh, she just invented a... Say it for me because I'm not going to be... It's an oscillating magnetic field generating helmet. (laughs) For the neoblastoma. She works at Houston Methodist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. So proud of you. Um, Okay, so... Basically, what happened with this helmet is that there was a guy, one single guy, um, he had this glioblastoma, it recurred, and he got compassionate use, okay, to try this device. Basically, he had totally run out of options. What is that compassionate use? So if there are things in trials or things that aren't FDA approved. Oh, oh, okay. Then you can, as a patient, get the okay to use them just because that's like you're shooting your last shot. I thought the way you said it, and honestly, this might be chemo brain because this is how my chemo brain does this to me. The way I heard that was he got compassionate release okay. But the way you said it made me think that was like a publication oh. or a organization. <laughs> so like he got them to do this thing. Like he like convinced them. But then, yeah, but that's exactly how my chemo brain works is like I hear words, but their meanings are arranged differently. It's hard to. And sometimes I'm just not very clear. No, 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 no. Okay, go on. He got the okay. It wasn't even a study. They had only trialed it on mice. And the trials were going great, but they had not done this on humans yet. And he had already had surgical excision, chemo, radiotherapy, and a trial of a new gene therapy. And all of them had failed him, basically. Oh, my God. And so this Mm -hmm. was the last possible option for this one single patient. And they agreed to let him try this helmet with the magnetic device that they were hopeful would shrink his glioblastoma. And what happened is that the tumor shrank by 31% after one month of treatment. Oh, wow. What's a real fucking bummer is that this patient died of an unrelated accident. Five no, weeks he was wearing a into the study. beer helmet. He was pounding <laughs> beers. He got drunk. He fell off the bleachers at the socks. He was game. high on life. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it's horrible to think of this and how well it was working. They didn't realize how well, but his family authorized an autopsy. Yes. And so they were able to see this 31% reduction in tumor size family family. so basically this one guy has potentially catapulted this entire study into human use wow and as we know glioblastoma has so few therapies because it takes you quickly and so you know this is somebody who had done all of them everything that was available including trials yeah Wow. So big fucking deal. Way to go, Houston Methodist. 
So he is still the first and only person to have done this. And are they going to open it up to an actual trial with humans now? First and only. And I'm not sure if they're doing doing a trial on humans. I would assume that they are. But this is such strong evidence that it works. Because five weeks and a 31% reduction in tumor size is huge. So huge. Um, I don't get why that isn't offered immediately. If this is such a fast growing, like incurable thing, like why are they not lining up anybody in that situation right now and just telling them? Because if the other option is that there is no other option, like, yeah. What do you have to lose? Well, what I hope is that they'll be manufacturing these hats, (laughs) you know? Oh, I see. Maybe it is technological. Right. Because they weren't doing this for anybody else. And this guy, he started at two hours per day at the hospital and he was able to move home and have his wife administer the treatments. Mm. And they ended up being about six hours per day. Do we know about how it felt? I can post the link to the stories that I read. There are pictures Mm -hmm. and it really does just look like a beer hat like it's a helmet Mm. with a couple of cylinders on it and so it's it looks pretty non-invasive and that's really the key is that for Mm. glioblastoma the treatments have been super invasive like it's brain surgery wow so it's magnets it's magnets oscillating magnets like think about an oscillating fan and that's what it's doing wow and so clearly like You aren't having to go through surgery, radiotherapy, all of these things that are really intense on your brain. Right. And have so many other side effects, right? Yeah. You can't just. I mean, your quality of life has to be terrible when you're trying to work through these super intense therapies and to have one that's less invasive or non-invasive is huge. Huge. So I'm going to put the stories, the link from Houston Methodist, the one from Science Daily in the show notes. And like, if you're a glioblastoma person, get the fuck on the horn with your oncologist and see if you can harness Mm -hmm. some of this tech. So awesome. This is the stuff, though, like it gives me so much hope for all sorts of different cancers, like for my mom's CLL, for metastatic breast cancer, for all of these other cancers that it's just like, come on, like fucking what's his ass is going up into outer space with his own spaceship. How much does that cost? Like how much is metastatic fucking breast cancer? What's the funding for that per year? Like, right. Come the fuck on. Like people are dying. This isn't a joke. Like, let's just like figure this shit out. Fucking magnets. Yeah. How do they work? (laughs) Magnets. How do they work? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Cool. Great rats. Thank you. Into it. Well, what what else should we tell these folks before we hang up the horn here? We sure would appreciate it if you could rate us. Five stars would be excellent. Um, review. Steph's real pissed. I'm not going to oh bring it God. up. Oh, my God. Somebody left us a two-star review. We have nothing but five stars and then one two-star. Like, if you have a two-star review to leave with no words, come on. Not constructive. Sounds like it's the... Spina Bifida group. 
Sounds like it's spina bifida. People down the hall. Piss off. We forgot to bring the orange slices one week. (laughs) It was one week. We thanked you for drinking our coffee. So this will be our last podcast (laughs) because we cannot handle criticism. Um, I do know it's because last episode I told that eating an edible story way too long. I said we should cut it. I said cut, make it shorter. And then I was like, that's what happens when you make the intro to your podcast too long. Someone gets pissed. They don't want to hear it. They leave us two stars. Now what? I want to remind you that I just got out of therapy and my therapist challenged me to consider that it might be 90% about them and 10% (gasps) about me. Wow. So let's try that just like as an exercise. I mean, I'm hoping that your therapist was talking to you about any sort of criticism in the world. She was. Towards you and that you didn't literally talk to your therapist about getting a two-star review on your podcast. It was about getting dumped by a friend. But. Okay, good. I was like, please don't, (laughs) please don't tell me you went to therapy about the two-star review because I was joking that we can't handle that because we can't. I do love to accept, Um, but it was not about that this time. Well, I'm pissed that I don't know the backstory about getting dumped by a friend. Um, I said I didn't like hearing me use the F word on the show, but fuck Mm -hmm. your friend. And I can't wait to hear about it later. And we have a Facebook group. And send us a letter at cancerforbreakfast at gmail.com. It does not have to be about what you wished you had known Mm -hmm. when you were diagnosed. It can be about anything. Anything going on with you. Anything you've been reflecting on. Any questions you have for... I mean, not that we know anything, but just for the community at large. Yeah. That you would like to pose. Right. Our Facebook group is called Crying in My Nightgown. Search for it. Mm-hmm. It's in our link tree on Instagram. Follow us there. We're, we're just getting it going, figuring out how we're going to use it. People are connecting. Yeah. You're welcome to join us. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At Cancer Breakfast. Cancer Breakfast. Follow us on Instagram at Cancer for Breakfast and fucking buy us a coffee if you want to. It's on our link tree on Instagram, but it's also it's just buy me a coffee slash Amy and stuff. Amy and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a super cool way that you can support us because we haven't done ads yet. And maybe someday there will be an ad at the beginning of this episode. And you're like, bitch, you lied because <laughs> there was an ad. <laughs> well, sorry. I didn't mean to. I had cancer. <laughs> I had cancer. Don't hate me. Here's our card. Give us a five-star review. Don't hate me. Here's a card. And everyone settle down. Cut. Just move on. Move on to, to another podcast now. This one's over. This one's over. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cancer for Breakfast is hosted by Amy Diles and Stephanie Lejeunesse and produced by Nathan McGeehee. Our theme music is written and performed by Vivivir. Find us at cancerforbreakfast.com, Instagram at cancerforbreakfast, and email at cancerforbreakfast at gmail.com.
so much for listening. Thanks for listening. 